Welcome to the One New Man Network from Kirtlandry Ministries at House of David, where we learn about the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. The following is a replay of a previous service. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Now, I'm, I'll bring the word of the Lord that I'm going to bring to Taiwan, but I don't want to release it now, obviously. But I want to deal with you about a major concern I have in the spirit realm that the United States of America may try to bring into the negotiations. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu will have a, an election on April the 9th. And then after April the 9th, then the government will reopen. And one of the first things on the agenda is to meet with the American delegation. And my concern is in the spirit, it's just spiritual. I have no inside information. It's just I feel concerned that our government is going to propose some kind of a land for peace deal. Okay? And... Uh, the United States right now, the economy is, is, is doing well. Things are, are getting in order because we have agreed spiritually to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and recognizing Jerusalem as the capital. From, from the time it was recognized, it, 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 doesn't, it, it wasn't that it happened on uh, May the 14th. It wasn't, that wasn't it. But the, from the time the decree went out, things started to shift. And it's very positive. And it'd be just like the enemy try to come in and steal that blessing by doing a land for peace negotiation. And so I want you to pray that that doesn't take place in Yeshua's name. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to talk to you personally about why, I want, please hear me, why, this isn't about parties. Why is it that if you're a Christian, why are you pro-life? Why are you pro-Israel? Okay? Because a lot of Christians, you know, they're really good Christians, and they vote in people in parties that are not pro-life, and they're not pro-Christian. And I, This isn't a political message. This is a spiritual message. And, and I believe this message, if, if, uh, if you want to record it, send it out, just record it. All I ask, if you're going to copy it, copy it right. Don't short clip me in, in this, but you need to understand why. I, I don't, I've never heard anybody explain biblically why Christians, they just say, well, we're pro-life and we're pro-Israel, but there's no reason to understand why. You need to understand that, that this is protection for your family and your inheritance, you need to protect your spiritual inheritance. Right now, we are losing our spiritual inheritance. See, this is bigger than, oh, we're, we're having trouble on the border. And uh, no, we're losing our spiritual inheritance. And spiritual forces are trying to steal the identity of the United States of America. So uh, if we're going to turn this then we need to understand why, okay? So let's go there now. Father God, I ask now for an anointing to speak, and I ask for an anointing to hear, and I ask, Lord, that you would make this clear and very concise so that we can be on your side, understanding what's going on, to come in agreement on earth as it is in heaven, to change what's on earth as it is in heaven, in Yeshua's name. So the first question is, why does, land, why does land for peace not work? Okay. If I sat down with Gerald Kirshner, good Jewish boy, we would sit down with this message. Because it's Scripture. But more than Scripture, if you can get this into your heart, I, 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 I'm, I'm a student of Scripture. I love Scripture. But I'm more concerned with the intent and the nature of God than the Scripture itself. What does God feel? What does God mean? What, 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 how do I activate it? Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
because I'm not trying to, I don't want somebody else's interpretation. Why, why is this such an issue? And this is what the Lord told me. I'm speaking to you prophetically. Why does land for peace not work? It's rejecting God's choice. So when we negotiate with God, land for peace, we are rejecting God's choice for the best in our life. Are you hearing me? Now, Christy and I were in Gush Katif, which is the area uh, when uh, on Tishbiav, when the Jewish people removed the people from Gaza. And they had a, a refugee camp set up there. And we were on the ground interviewing. We were there for several days. So I, I, know, I know what I'm talking about uh, in a deep level, okay? We've been going to Israel. Uh, this next, our, our next trip will be the 46th trip for me and in the high 40s for Christy. And we've been in and out for 29 years. So I understand the pain of giving away your inheritance. But it's not just for Israel and that piece of real estate. It's for every one of you who are blood-bought by the blood of Jesus. When you compromise with the enemy and you choose sin over walking in righteousness, you've given a piece of yourself away. Why is a heritage important? If you don't understand your heritage, that's the whole reason I wrote the book, Reclaiming Our Forgotten Heritage, is to give you revelation of your position. Position is your identity. Until you understand your identity, you won't understand your position with the Lord. This is what Pastor Tim taught Wednesday night, position and relationship. Because you have to have a position, and in that position, it chooses your relationships. So Dr. Lydia was up here, and when we first met at Pastor Carmen's years ago, however long it was, uh, we had no idea that she would be representing the UN, and you know, I'm a goodwill ambassador from the nation of Israel. I, no, none of that was going on. We were just preachers and evangelists and the pastors doing what we do. We didn't realize that, but what happened is once we, once we embrace the identity of it, then things start to come into place and then your position changes. Now, what you just witnessed up here, and I love this, but I didn't even know this was coming, which is not unusual. Praise God for my assisted living program that I belong to. All I know is Sunday I'm getting on an airplane with a folder and I'll open it up and go, my gosh, this is, the, man, we're doing a lot. Hope Robert's got energy because I'll just get up and say, here's Robert and sit down. <laughs> but your position and your relationship, once you take it, you can't feel like you're at family with God. You ever, you ever wondered why the Lord threw that in in Psalms 122.6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem? And then it says, may they have peace who, who love the brethren. Why is there throwing in that brethren thing? Because the blood of Jesus removed the middle wall of separation to create one new man. God's nature, I'm going to say this a lot tonight, God's nature is family. God created us for family. That's it. And that's why there's such an assault on the family. It's all about family. So what happened is all the rules and regulations and the instruction that God has, the nature of his instruction is to preserve, promote, and empower the family to prosper. He is a prosperous God. He was prosperous way before Tulsa was ever built. Okay, my dear friends in Word of Faith did not create the prosperity gospel. The gospel was prosperous when Moses came down with the tablets. Okay? So what did God say? He said, 
let us in Genesis, let us create man. When, when God is creating a family, he said, what kind of family do we want? I mean, he said, let's, let's create them in our image. Let's make them like us. So that's why you have to understand the dominion mandate. You are here to right the wrongs. You are here to reverse the curse. You are here to reclaim that which God has lost. Okay? So we're going to start with some real basic things, and let's just pretend like you don't know anything about God for a minute, and you're taking your etch-a-sketch of your life. There's some young people, what the heck's that? But anyway, it's like a, it was like prepared us. It was like a fake computer, little knobs, and, and uh, you're going to shake it. So if you had a mean sibling, you'd get it just right, and you'd be running to your parents to show them what you created. They'd grab it and shake it and uh, ruin your masterpiece on there. So let's just look at this fresh. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 and 14. Honor your father, your mother, that the days may be long upon the land which the Lord God has given you. Say, giving you. Now, if he's giving something to you, you have to receive it. He's giving it to you, but you have to make a choice to receive it. Say, I receive it. it. It's a choice because today I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. So now he, he says, honor, I'm, I'm going to give you what I've learned about it is, honor is the currency of heaven. And what a beautiful demonstration that Dr. Lydia came, and that's what this was about. This is honor. It's releasing not just authority, it's recognizing years uh, of, of peacemaking and it's, it's releasing honor and taking honor to another level, recognizing House of David as an embassy. Isn't that powerful? And you as ambassadors. So it's honor. I can't do this message justice, but it's family. It's in Hebrew, it's mishpacha. We're family. So now he says, how do I protect the family? Number one, you shall not murder. Murder is not good for the family. It's the shedding of blood, and it brings a curse into the family line. You shall not commit adultery. So isn't it interesting that after the honor, then he gives us instructions how to protect the family covenant. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's, uh, covet your neighbor's wife. You shall not, uh, nor his main male servant, female servant, nor his ox, his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor. Why? Because when you're a family, you honor what's in alignment with the family. When you, um, when you murder, you dishonor the family name. When you commit adultery, you dishonor the family name. When you steal, you dishonor the family name. When you bear false witness, it creates dishonor. When you covet, it creates dishonor. Are you hearing me? And the reason this is so important is when we go into the courts of heaven, the enemy keeps record of this as dishonor, and that's why you can't get the results that you're looking for in heaven on earth, and then we come in with, we have, let's change the doctrine, this doesn't work. It does work, but the dishonor in the iniquitous structures in the family bloodline are stealing the manifestation of your decree from heaven to earth. I'm preaching better than you're listening. See, this is all about family. 
The Lord is not asking you to stay in these boundaries to please Him. He's asking you to stay within these boundaries to please and protect you. Deuteronomy 27, 16 and 17. Cursed is the one who treats his father or his mother with contempt. And all the people shall say amen. Verse 17, cursed is the one who moves his neighbor's landmarks and all the people say amen. Land for peace brings a curse. That's it. It's not debatable. And if you go down a list of every time the United States government has tried to force Israel to negotiate land for peace within days or weeks, there's major national disasters. Land for peace doesn't work. Now, I want to personalize it. Compromising God's word and blessing in your life, to those who have been given much, God requires much. I'm not talking about accidental sin and, and all that type of stuff. But when you choose to sin on purpose, what you're saying is, no, I am not giving up this sin. This is part of my identity. I'm going to pretend like I can float along with God, have on purpose sin. And it, what happens is you're, you're desensitized to it. Even the, there's no more conviction. There's even no more condemnation. In fact, because like your leg didn't fall off, you think, well, I guess it's okay. Because the Lord is long-suffering. But on purpose sin will have a day of reckoning. And you don't know how much it's holding back and all your legalism. Well, get over it. I'm not being legalistic. I'm trying to help you. If you're going to be a part of the family, I mean, all of you have had different situations and so many families. If you've ever had a family member that was on drugs and they came when you weren't home and took some of the family heirlooms or something precious to the family to the pawn shop and sold it just to shoot it in their arm like, you know, one time and, and you know, your, your family, you know, get blood, sweat, and tears for whatever that thing was, then you kind of understand that that family member that stole that, uh, that whatever it is, I'm not trying to go there with you, but stole that the next time at Thanksgiving when they come, it's not as fun to have them sitting at the table. Because they disrespected the family and they disrespected the person that, that bought that silver tea set, who bought that whatever it is, they disrespected it. That person worked hard. That person had dreams. And they disrespected it all for a shot in the arm or, or powder up the nose, whatever it is. And do you understand? So the same thing happens with God is God wants to have family relationship with you. And, and then when God sends the blood of Jesus and he says, don't you know how precious that blood is to me? It's more precious than a tea set. And you don't receive forgiveness and you go out and roll around and sin with the enemy? Proverbs 22 and 28 through 29. Do not remove an ancient landmark which the Father have set. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings and he will not stand before unknown men. Can I, can I be personal? Like, well, I'm not sure that works that way in the Bible. Well, I can tell you this. We have, that's why Paul Marcelino was up here. He's president of my olive tree. How about when you get the phone call? Kurt, let's plant a peace grove right along the border of Gaza. That could be interesting. We did it. Kurt, let's go in this area in the West Bank. Very dangerous. We're going to plant trees. We did it. Because the prophet Amos says, 
when you plant those trees, you're making a decree. Amos 9:11 through 15, that says you're making a statement that you shall never be uprooted from your land ever again. It's a spiritual act, planting olive trees. Correct. Let's plant the King's Valley back. And the most controversial piece of real estate in the whole world, Arab neighborhood on this side, Jewish neighborhood on this side, and we'll plant trees right down the middle and all the seven species according to Moses. Well, we did it. And then it says whoever does that will stand before kings. How does this orphan with no privileges from Los Angeles stand before kings? Because when you honor ancient borders, then the Lord honors you. And we have never stood, and I've had strong conversations, I have, I have never stood for land for peace. It's not because, oh, they lie and it won't work. It's because God says, don't touch my borders. The Lord also says, touch not thine anointed. But everyone thinks they touch, 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 and then, you know, nothing happens. Well, it will happen. And one of the reasons people haven't increased in authority is because they've not stood up for the borders. Is this making any sense? These denominations that, well, we'll have a transgender or a homosexual person anointed of the Lord and we'll make them the pastor. That doesn't line up with the ancient borders. If they want to do it, that's their problem. It's not me. But we're not doing it. I can't afford it. And they're not getting away with it. And I pray for grace and mercy for them. I'm not a critical person and I'm not a prude. But as for me and my house, I know what I have to do to accomplish my goals. That the Lord has given me. That's why I asked the brother, I said, did God tell you to do it? You have to honor God's choices for landmarks, and when you do, then he starts to release his inheritance. I want you to imagine you've got a really nice horse, okay? And it's a beautiful horse, and, uh, you know, it's this, uh, and it's, it's worth tens of thousands of dollars. It has all these papers on it, this male stallion, you know, and uh, you can make a fortune off it, you know, uh, with this horse and somebody wants to give it to you. They call you up and they said, listen, I've, I've got secretariat and I want to bring it to your house. And they say, great. And they come to the house to check it out and when they do, your fences are all broken down and you didn't prepare. There's no boundaries there's no watering trough. There's no barn. That, that You don't have anything ready. Well, guess what? He would be a fool or she would be a fool to leave secretariat out of your house because you did not prepare your boundaries for the blessing. But it's the same thing in the spirit. If God said he's going to make you a multimillionaire, then you better learn how to live and imagine how multimillionaires function. Because we've learned through the lottery that people who get multi-million dollars that aren't prepared end up losing it on an average of three to five years. No different than if Secretariat was left off at your house with no fence, it'd probably run away or somebody smarter than you would steal it. Hosea 5, 10, and 11. Is this helping anyone? Because I'm teaching you because... The inheritance for many of you has already been released, but some of it is being released, and particularly on April the 19th at Passover and on the 26th, major blessings are going to be released. You might want to fix your fence in your barn to get ready for secretariat. Hosea 5, 10, and 11. I mean, five, yeah, 10 and 11. The prince of Judah 
are like those who remove landmarks. I will pour out my wrath like water. Who? Isn't that a capital M? When you remove landmarks, then God's wrath comes. Quit blaming it on the enemy. I've had great difficulty. People will call me on the phone, intercessors, and I'll get calls on this and they won't like it, but I'm just being transparent. I'm giving you my heart. When I know a hurricane is coming because the United States government pressured Israel, and I know the real pressure because I know how, what they say. Okay, I'm not going there, but I'm talking pressure. You will do it this way or else. Okay? It's hard to tell them no. But when the United States pressures, I don't understand why. I mean, I do, but I don't. And then the hurricane comes. Oh, Rabbi, please pray. Rebuke the wind. I'm going, that storm came from God. Says it right there. I'm rebuking God? I don't think so. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. That sword that was given me, that's his sword, not mine. It's family. You don't go to your dad who stopped the station wagon to deal with your misbehaving sibling and get between them and say, don't do that, and then start hitting dad. You might want to get out of the way. So what do you do? Lord, in, in wrath, remember mercy. And you cry out for mercy. But don't ever get on the wrong side. Intercessors, don't, you know, I see, you know, I have a video, they send me videos, and they're standing out at the beach in Florida, and they're doing this stuff, and I'm going, oh, Lord, I'm praying for them more than the storm. You want to lose your credibility? Am I doing all right, Pastor Tim's? I got two Tim's here. I think I saw Tim Hunt, three Tim's. You lose your respect of the enemy in the courts when you pray emotional decrees and prayer and not God's will. Paul I know, Jesus I know, who are you? And remember that guy got stripped and thrown out into the street. Ephraim is oppressed and broken in judgment because he willingly walked by human precepts. Land for peace is a human precept. It will never work. Never. Even if you did negotiated it and you gave all the land of Israel to the Palestinians, it would still never work. There would still be hatred between the Palestinians and the Jewish people. It's not an option. So if it's not an option, then why is it an option? See, there has to be a wake-up that the creator of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that on our bills that says, in God we trust, that God is either God or he's not. And when we talk about the United States of America being a Judeo-Christian country, which it is, and that identity and that inheritance is being threatened, we're not perfect and the Constitution is not perfect. But the reason that our nation is that way is so that we can protect right standing with God. If we do not protect with right, that's what the whole issue with guns. Boy, I'm getting into it. You cannot protect your freedom without guns because those who illegally have guns will take your stuff. Oh, wow, he has so much wisdom. I've got a word of knowledge for you. Bad guys know how to get whatever they want without a permit. Ooh. Ooh. How did I never figure this one out? 
It doesn't make any difference. We've made all different stuff illegal. There's Walmart and the Black Mart. Forever. Listen to me. You cannot legislate righteousness. God wants a family. Come on now. God wants a family. That's why judgment starts in the house of the Lord, because he has to go to somebody who will listen. And you can't fix the world and you can't fix this nation, but you can start to intercede for it in the courts of heaven and start the shifting to take place. Amen? Deuteronomy 32 and 8. When the Most High divided their inheritance, when the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of children in Israel. Can I ask you some questions? Why is it that we have such a deficit in this country? We killed all our taxpayers. Why is our borders being assaulted? Because the people we killed, now the Lord has the people come into the land because this land was allotted for X amount of people, according to that scripture. So why do we have to be pro-life? Psalms 127.3 says, Children are an heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward for him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Children, increase your inheritance. Blessed is a man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in the court. Killing children cancels your favor in the courts of heaven. That's why we're pro-life, because the Father can't rule for a nation that kills its babies. If the whole nation had no abortion, are people still going to get abortions? Absolutely. Absolutely. If the nation can't legally sell guns, are people going to get guns? Absolutely. If we close off all the borders and there's no ports of entry, are people still going to get drugs? They're still going to get drugs. That's not the point. Take the etch-a-sketch. That's not the point. The point is we're family and we want our nation's laws, decrees, and amendments to honor God so God will bless us. That's the key. Instead of institutionally causing a curse, putting your finger in God's eye, we want God putting his finger in the enemy's eye because we made a decision to do what's right. Is this helping anyone? Come on, let's give the Lord praise. So in the meanwhile, while we make these stupid laws in like New York, wanting to kill babies at nine months, that's murder. That is absolutely murder. And you watch, New York is going to pay. I wouldn't want to live there. See, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Psalm 16, 5 and 7. Are you tracking with me? Our nation needs to not kill babies and our nation needs not to be involved in negotiating boundaries of the land of Israel. Why? Because it makes God mad. Clear enough? Whether you're saved or not saved, I, I, you know, I'm telling you, I've got the record on it, and when I get back, I'll preach that. Psalm 16, 5 through 7. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance, my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in a pleasant place. Yes, I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. 
my heart also instructs me in the night season. The Lord is giving you instruction right now to protect your inheritance, your portion, and to maintain your lot. Look at your neighbor and say, Godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, I'll tell you what I see in the Spirit. Most of us live far under what the Lord has for us. And the Lord wants to give us more. But we have been too focused on man to give it to us and not God. So, Lord, we repent for looking to man for what only you can give us. Oh, Lord, you are my portion. If you would decree this with me. Lord, Lord, release the shalom in my life. And I release my life to you. And I decree your lordship, your protection over my inheritance. And the deliverance of that inheritance, that timetable, I patiently... And in honor, give it to you. Acts 17, 26. Now, I'm going to do something different here. Um, I'm going to finish this message. But before I finish it, I want to give each and every one of you, and I also want to give online, give you an opportunity to sow a seed into this trip going to Taiwan, okay? Because this is good soil. This trip is completely funded, so you're not like, oh, they wouldn't have made it. No, the trip is completely funded. The Taiwanese Christians know how important it is for us to come and do this. They've been very generous. They've already sowed the seed. Are you hearing me? You need because see, Christians in the West are only manipulated with need. Oh, Lord, we're not going to make it. Christy and I are going to show up and pray to God that a basket of money shows up in an airline ticket as we stand at the gate. You know, if we don't do this, Taiwan will be wiped off the map by the Chinese. No, that's not what's happening. Come on. What this is, is you have an opportunity that the Lord is bringing Zion in the courts of heaven to shift a nation. And some of you need some shifting in your nation. Thus your family, thus Restoration Church, thus, you see what I'm saying? You need some shifts. So if you'll sow to a major shift, then you'll get the major shift. So I'm just giving it to you as an opportunity, and I forgot, but, I, but it's so important that if you want to sow a seed, you can make your checks out to CLM, okay? I'm going to have uh, Dwayne and Max get the envelopes. This is not for the offering tonight. This, this is separate. And what I want you to do is just come and just... Before I finish, just put your seat up here on the, on the platform. And this will give you an opportunity. Make your checks out to CLM. This is a CLM event. So what you're doing is you're just coming into covenant agreement with this shift and say, Lord, as I sow into this shift into Taiwan, I am also sowing into the shift I need in my life. You may even want to write in the memo on the check. That child that you have that's bound by drugs, put on there, shifted into the kingdom. And if you're online and you would like to be able to sew into this, text sew, S-O-W, to 51555, okay? Now I'm going to keep going, but I, I forgot, forgive me for that. But I want you to be able to sew into it. I, I can honestly tell you that for the, I'll just speak about the Osballs, the Landrys, and the Marcelinos that were up here, Okay because I know this and, and they won't mind. And Brian was like this, absolutely was, was like this. It's beautiful to see your children 
have discernment to know when God's moving that they want to put their seed into where God's moving more into a new laptop or a steak dinner someplace or whatever. And, and I can say this honestly, that praise God for the leadership in 18 years that Brian and Paul and Megan are some of the most generous and some of the biggest givers in House of David and CLM. And Christy and I and Tim and Sandy are very proud of that because, see, that's the legacy. We never have to ask them. They, they understand. And when you sow that seed, what you're doing is you're sowing in honor. You're, that seed is saying, I agree with this message. I'm agreeing for Taiwan. And, and I'll be honest with you. I've always felt Taiwan is like Israel. I've never been there, but I've been there in the spirit. I've interceded for her. And when I intercede for Taiwan, it feels the same as Israel, because here's this little tiny strip of real estate, and they're surrounded by this huge oppressor, just like Israel. But I know that I know that I know that Taiwan is called to stand with Israel, and the God of Israel will protect Taiwan just as he has protected Israel. I know, I know how it works, and I thank the Lord for it. It's more than faith. It's at a high level of trust, but there's times when the Lord says, it's, it's time to go. We're going. And you know the thing interesting about it? And any of you that know Paul and Megan or Brian, as generous as they were giving, They never missed a steak dinner. They never missed a laptop. In fact, they never missed anything. Their life has been abundant, and the Lord has blessed them abundantly. And I'm honoring Brian right now in the courts of heaven because I know that he's in the great cloud of witnesses. I've seen him there many times. See, the Lord is releasing breakthrough. He's releasing breakthrough. You're coming in agreement. Even the United Nations recognized. Bless you. Bless your practice. Take that inheritance from your grandfather and your father and take it to that next level. You're going to do it. You don't, you don't have to struggle with it. It's, it's in you. It's in you. And I decree over you that your grandfather's floor was your dad's ceiling, and your dad's ceiling is your floor. And so I release that in Yeshua's name. Amen. I love to see family businesses staying in families. It's, very, it's God. Am I making any sense tonight? Do you get this? The reason that God sent Jesus to the cross, he's asking you, when you do the right thing and you're following after him, you're part of the family. That's the one new man message. You're following after the family. You're in the family business when you're in any mountain, whatever mountain you're in, and you're preaching the gospel, you're family. What an honor. Now, I got to tell you, we got a big assignment ahead of us, but this so encourages Christy and I as we go. Because you're saying you're with us. And this is the first of many trips. And people are coming here, the nations are coming. And we're going to win. Amen. We're going to win. I'm going to go ahead and close now. Acts 17, 26. 
And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all, all the face of the earth. And he has determined their appointed times, and listen, and their boundaries of their dwelling. I really need to decree this in the heaven. Fences and wall are not only moral, but they're biblical. They're biblical. God just said it in the book of Acts. New Testament boundaries. In Oklahoma, we say a good fence, good neighbor. Okay? Are you getting this? And now I'm closing, and we have to understand that there's going to be tremendous shaking. Zechariah 12.3 says, And it shall come to pass in that day I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all the peoples. All who have heaved it away will surely be cut to pieces, though all the nations of the earth will gather against it. All the nations will gather against it, but we're moving into a time of supernatural peace. Amen? Zechariah 12 and 9, it shall be in that day that I will seek to destroy all nations who come against Jerusalem. Okay? We can't divide Jerusalem. And if there's going to be any negotiation for land for peace, the Palestinians are going to ask for East Jerusalem as their capital. This is very personal for me. We are actually in covenant agreement, actually a contract, to feed the poor with the city of Jerusalem. So when our food boxes go out, that has the actual official city of Jerusalem logo and Kurt Landry Ministries logo on the same box. And I can remember when we finalized it, we went to the deputy mayor, and Christy was there, Paul and Megan, and we're sitting there out on the balcony of the mayor's office, and we're sitting right here, and we're looking the distance about from here to... Uh, about where the yellow house is out of the parking lot and they're saying that building over there so for most of you to get it if you're uh, it would be 300 400 yards and they're pointing and they're saying that would be the capital of the Palestinians if we divide Jerusalem it's going to come right down this road and then that would be their capital and this would be ours and, and we're, we're sitting there looking, and it's like, how impractical and dysfunctional. Who thought of this plan? Are you going to put the Kremlin like 350, 500 yards from the capital of Washington, D.C.? You're not going to do this. But that's why this scripture says, and it shall be in that day I will seek to destroy all nations that come against Jerusalem. Leave the peace treaty and the negotiation of land for peace and the dividing of Jerusalem alone in Yeshua's name. Leave it alone. I pray a copy of this gets to the president. I mean it with all. I'm speaking to you as a prophet out of Zion. I mean, this is the hand of the Lord. Leave it alone. If it was bad when it was George Bush and and Bill Clinton and Obama, it's far worse now because we are in a new day. Interaction with Jerusalem either brings a blessing or a curse. There's no halfway. You're either blessing it or you're cursing it. But either way is extreme. Let's choose blessing. Let's choose blessing. Now, I want to introduce you to a young man. Did this help anybody tonight? Hallelujah. If the worship team could start just quietly and slowly, make their way up. Maybe not slowly, but quietly and whatever speed. This last year, we had the honor and the privilege of opening our second safe house, and it's for boys. And, uh, you know, God is good. But I want you to meet one of the boys, and I want you to listen to his story because 
A lot of times people think, oh, these are Jewish people, they're in the Holy Land, they're God's chosen people, and nothing bad ever happens to them. And it's so, it's, you know, the Scripture says, and Israel is paid double for their sin. That makes more sense to me. But all I know is God is preparing Israel for, for revival and, and the return of Messiah. And I can't wait until we can have in Hebrew, um, you know, I can't wait to where we have an opportunity to be able to bring the courts of heaven and breaking generational curses off the Jewish people. I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I'm, I can't wait. And this is one of the reasons why, because I want you to listen to this young man's life and, and listen, look at what the enemy did. He's ravaged this family. And now, because of you, you're his hero. He wouldn't have a place to live. He wouldn't have mentors. He wouldn't have friends. He wouldn't have food. You did this. He's just one of all the many that we take care of in our lone soldiers. There's hundreds of them. But I want you to meet Shalom. How do you choose life when everything but life seems to have chosen you? Your father abandons your family. Your brother steps in and then commits suicide. Your sister slips into a coma, never to wake up again. This is just part of Shalom's story. But today, Shalom is choosing life. He is choosing love. He is choosing to take advantage of a great opportunity, an opportunity that has been given to him from people just like you and I. You are giving life, you are giving love, and you are giving the opportunity for a better tomorrow. Today, I am honored to introduce you to Shalom. He is a member of the Kurt Landry Ministry Safe House Program in Tel Aviv. After hearing Shalom's story, after seeing his tears and hearing his heart, to know that there are so many other young men and women in Israel who are just like him, who have had stories like his of brokenness and abandonment and rejection. The Israeli foster care system has over 10,000 children in residential homes. And yet there are only a handful of apartments like Kurt Landry Ministries provides. A handful of apartments for kids that are 18 to 24 years old to provide a foundation, to provide a home, to provide covering and support and encouragement during such a crucial time in their lives. Your support is providing more than a house. It is providing more than an apartment. It is providing love, and it is providing the gift of an opportunity for a better tomorrow, that they do not have to repeat the mistakes of their parents or the people that they lived with in the past, that they can go forth and they can prosper and they can live lives of love and abundance. Thank you for helping us afford them that opportunity. Thank you for allowing us to be the arms that wrap around them and encourage them in this final foundation as they move out on their own at ages 24. Thank you for being such a crucial part of their development and their lives. We appreciate you, we are grateful for you, and we could not thank you enough for your support. Thank you for being their hero. Thank you for being our hero. Thank you. Many years ago, we were bringing a very large ship into Israel. I had worked in Israel for seven weeks bringing the ship in, and I worked with the finance minister of Israel at that time, who was Benjamin Netanyahu. And I was blessed to get to a place where the trust was high enough to where I could actually be in the room with him alone without security. And I'll never forget, he just, we were sitting back, it was late at night, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock, still at work. And he said, Kurt, honestly, tell me, why, why do you do this? And I told him, I said, well, a few weeks ago, I was down in Tiberias, and I was at a shelter, and we had brought in food and gifts and soccer balls and dolls and all those things, new oven to this house, and these little girls, 
just like the ones that run around down here. And they came up and they grabbed my leg, just like the ones do here. And then their very broken Hebrew said, are you coming back? And I said, yes, I'm coming back. I said, I won't forget. I'll help you. And I looked at finance minister, now prime minister Netanyahu, and I said, they can't come here. I can come here. So I'm asking on behalf of them. So when we ask you to partner with Kurt Landry Ministries and become a monthly partner, that's the backbone of us to be able to say yes. This isn't a ministry of major donors. This is a ministry of everyday people just like you. 20, 30, 50, 100 dollars a month. But there's enough of you that we are making a real difference. And you truly are their heroes. When we go there, we talk about you. To sit with those young men and have them open up like that is unbelievable. It doesn't happen in Israel. And you know why they do it? The same reason those little girls. Are you coming back? Are you here just for a photo shot to raise money? We've been doing this 29 years. And if the Lord tarries, we'll be doing it another 29. Someday, I hope we can have 250 safe houses. That's amazing, right? But why not believe? I'm believing and I ask God. Each one costs over 100,000 a year. But I've seen the good. We have children that have graduated our safe house that are now working on the Iron Dome. Yeah, go ahead, give the Lord a hand clap. So, at this time, I'm going to ask Christy to come up. I'm going to ask Pastor Tim and Pastor Tim if you would come up. And before we, we bring our offerings and we close in praise, I want you to all stand, and I'm going to have them lay hands on us. And if you would just extend your hands, we're going to be sent into Taiwan. Let's, if we come up here. Yeah, and Sandy, I'm sorry. Amen. Dr. Liddy, if you come too. This is, this has um, far-reaching consequences, what we're doing tonight. In the second chapter of Psalms, it says, verse 8, it says, ask of me the nations. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. It says, for your inheritance. So it's no accident that the UN was here tonight. It's no accident that Hispanics were represented here tonight. It's no accident the Lord is sending a message and a word to the, to the isles afar off. It's no accident that the Lord says, I'm going to send my spirit in the last days. I'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers. It was no accident that in Topeka, over a hundred years ago, when the Holy Ghost fell in Topeka, that the woman that began speaking in tongues, outpouring the Holy Spirit, spoke in perfect Mandarin. God's doing something here tonight. So, Father, tonight we just come to you, Lord, 
in agreement with your word and your timing. And Lord, we ask for an anointing now for this ministry team to go, Rabbi and Christy and Lord, the Hendersons, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are placing mantles and an anointing on them for this particular time in history, Lord, that will genuinely shift a nation and save a nation. And Father, that the most populous, one of the most populous nations in the world, Lord, now will be shifted and changed by the power of the love of Jesus Christ, the power of his spirit, the inheritance that was promised, the guarantee of that. Father, that that anointing now will flow through these vessels of yours, Lord, to change that. And Lord, that there would be such a renewal and a revival and a restoration that would sweep through, Lord, this island nation, Lord, that it would go over into the mainland and began to, Lord, the, the church that has been underground and Lord, that has been persecuted. Father, we thank you, Lord, that that is being raised up and elevated. Lord, that that is being not only protected, but now it's being empowered to go forth and to stand and to be the light, Lord, and to change that whole corner of the earth. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we get to be a, a part and in, and, and a just a, a helping hand, Lord, as we send them. And Lord, we come together now as House of David, as the one new man embassy. Father, I pray that there will be hearts that would be open to receive the one new man. Lord, that those that would know that at once they were far off, but now they've been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, that the mystery of the kingdom, that it's Christ in you. Father, may the manifestation of that revelation Lord, began to manifest itself, Lord, through this team and through this time of ministry and intercession. Father, that the courts of heaven, Lord, would truly be opened, Lord, as they began to teach, Lord, the ability of going into the courts and being able to bring heaven down to earth. Father, we thank you for that opportunity. We send them now in the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, with the protection, Lord, with the uh, provision, everything that they need. Father, I thank you that you are making, Lord, arrangements for them now to meet the proper people and Lord, to, to make their, the proper connections and Lord, that their hearts would be open that they might receive, Lord, the word of the Lord that comes from you. Lord, we bless them to go. Lord, in the power of the Holy Spirit, may your mantle and your spirit rest upon them in truth and in power and in love in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, we pray protection over all of House of David members, all CLM partners, all my olive tree family. We thank you, Lord, that nothing, no backlash. We thank you that we are all under his covering. Amen. We're under the shelter of his wing. And Lord, for uh, Sophia and Gary and Annie and all those Elder David, all those who have hosted us and all of those are preparing and all under the Hendersons and their family and their babies, Lord, and all the uh, Hendersons ministry partners, Lord, I thank you. We are off limits to any backlash from the enemy and uh, all Dr. Lydia's, all her members, Lord, everyone that is in covenant promise with us, uh, Restoration Church, Pastor Tim, Pastor Jeremiah, the Mosses, West, uh, um, Pastor West, Mosteller, Pastor Eddie Reed in Shelbyville, uh, all the congregations that, that are tied to, yeah, Joel Burton, he's doing great works now, all of them, the ones I'm, I'm forgetting the names of them, but you know who you are. I thank you that we, we are covered in the blood of Jesus and that, Lord, I thank you that there's new angels and new empowerment over all of us. And Lord, we thank you for that. We speak protection over your spiritual inheritance. And Lord, we speak protection over the inheritance of the United States of America. And we speak protection over Donald Trump, his family, and his administration. 
in regards to uh, that, Lord, that they will not negotiate land for peace uh, in Yeshua's mighty name. And we thank you for the re-election and the alignment of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the proper team for this crucial hour. And Lord, let everybody that has breath praise the Lord. Lord, we thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless all of you. We're going to go out in praise. Uh, if you need an envelope, raise your hands. We're going to receive tonight's tithes and offerings. Now, those will go in the basket. And uh, your house in house, you make your checks out to House of David. You can give securely online tonight if you'd like. Make your, you can text, text to so, SOW 51555. If the Lord's given you a burden for a safe house, you have a church or a business and you'd like to sponsor your own safe house, just uh, call House of David and uh, ask for Megan, talk to her about that. And uh, maybe, maybe the Lord's blessed you and you'd like to. We, we need more safe houses. We need that bridge program activated. So anyway, we love you and we bless you. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to this message from the One New Man Network. For more information, please visit us at theonenewman.com.